Hey everyone, welcome to the Three Graves Crime Drama Podcast. My name is Holly Yerberks, and I am the writer and producer. You can find the original music from the Cuckoos on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Give us a follow at threegraves.com. I came into the statesman office early, hoping for a bit of peace and quiet, but Davis was already sitting at his desk. Samantha? I found something important. Davis, rule number one. Always let your boss finish her coffee. Look at this byline. DEA Marble Falls Mechanic Shop was a drug cartel distribution site. That's Galaxy Automotive. Bingo! Jesse Burton's dad was selling meth and marijuana out of his shop. What if he pissed off someone from the Mexican cartel? Why kill Casey? She was Jesse's girlfriend. Maybe an easy target. Not bad, Davis. Are you up for some real investigative work today? I guess. I mean, sure. You might want to change your clothes. Where are we going? I did some research, too, last night. Charlie Burton has an old house in Marble Falls. FM1431 should be our next turn. Google says there's a Jesse Burton in Oklahoma City on the police force. He's the right age. Guilty conscience leads you into law enforcement? Or anger at your deadbeat dad. This place is a dump. The bank foreclosed on it years ago. I'm surprised it hasn't been torn down. Locked. Don't tell my mom, but I can probably pick it. Ross, you are full of surprises. Got a paperclip? How about a bobby pin? That should work. Oh my god, what is that smell? Probably a dead rat and a lot of dust. My grandmother had a floral couch just like that. This looks like the master bedroom. Is that a picture of Burton and his family? Probably his wife and Jesse in the 80s. Cute little blonde boy. This place is a time capsule. Who knew walnut paneling was a thing? The sheets are still on the bed. Ooh, look at this. Could be dried blood. Why don't you take a look in the bathroom while I search the dresser? Ah! You okay? Not a fan of dead rats being eaten by maggots. That explains the smell. Did you look under the sink? Are you kidding me? Roach! Ah! Got it. You okay? Uh, yeah. Seen too many scary movies, I guess. But what is that? Hustler magazine. Uh, hardcore. I found something else in the nightstand. Is that a picture of... Rachel Kersey. She was here. Let's check the other bedroom. It's too dark to see in here. Someone covered the windows with plastic. Oh, hold on. I've got a light on my keychain.
Burton was growing pot in here. Easy to get away with living in the country. Shine your light over here. What are you looking for? I'm wondering if he kept a list of his drug customers. The computer might have something. This thing is so I'm pretty computer savvy. Would you be willing to help me set it up? Sure. We could take it to my apartment. Let's check the garage before we go. Davis stood three feet back from the garage door like he was expecting an army of rats and roaches to rush out when I opened it. I couldn't blame him. I was a little scared myself. Don't be scared. It's just an old lawnmower. And a Triumph motorcycle! I would kill for a bike like that. The keys are in the ignition. Should I try to start it? Go for it. I'll check the saddlebags. Spark plugs are probably dead. There's something in here. Cool shirt. That's vintage Black Sabbath. My brother's favorite band. He tried to teach me how to play the drums. Do you still play? No, no. I haven't played in years. I played bass in a band in college. You know, just for fun. Is there anything you can't do, Ross? I was bored in my 20s. Why is there a birdcage in here? Rachel had a drawing of a parrot in her diary. I think we should take it with us. I don't understand why people keep birds as pets. They're loud and nasty. Parrots can live up to 80 years. I wonder what happened to it. Buried in a pet cemetery? <laughs> I'm sorry, but this place gives me the creeps. Let's hope the ghost left some blood evidence. Davis lived in a luxury Soco apartment complex off of Riverside Drive. I was already jealous before he opened the front door and revealed the swanky living room furnished in glass and leather. I could see a chef's dream kitchen with gleaming stainless steel appliances and granite countertops. You can put the monitor on the bar. Oh, that thing was heavy. I wasn't sure I was going to make it up the last flight of stairs. Seriously, I've lost five pounds carrying up the groceries since Travis and I moved in here. Let's boot this baby up. It's got Windows 98. Any business records from Burton's shop? I had QuickBooks. Can you search by customer name? Robert Ben Rhodes? The truck stop killer? You know his story? Are you kidding? I read GQ cover to cover every month. Rhodes was big into S&M. Liked to tie his victims up in the back of his truck and torture them. Scroll down. Oh my god, that's him. It looks like he brought his rig into Burton's shop three different times. Okay, it's a solid lead. I should let you get on with your evening. What? Well, why don't you stay for dinner? My my boyfriend's out of town. I, I've got two beautiful steaks that are going to spoil if I don't cook them. Okay. I'll poke around a bit more on the computer. This guy had a serious porn addiction. I guess it explains the magazines in the bathroom. Oh, this looks good. It's a list of drug customers. That could be interesting. Hmm. I don't see Rhodes, though. And maybe he went by an alias. You're right. He had a nickname. Whips and Chains. He's in here. That smells amazing. 
What are you making? A chimichurri sauce. I'm kind of a foodie. <laughs> of course you are. I left Davis's apartment stuffed with New York strip and a delectable spinach salad. I crept north on IH-35, the traffic still heavy from an earlier rush hour break. My text message to Will had gone unanswered. I wondered if he had gone out for happy hour with his friends from Blizzard. My thoughts drifted back to Charlie Burton. He was serving a ten-year sentence in the state prison for the rape of a 16-year-old girl in Oklahoma City. She had been assaulted in a park bathroom. I wanted to interview him in person and look into his eyes. I really believed the eyes were the windows to the soul. Hey, Will, it's me. Did you find something for dinner? I didn't feel like eating. What's wrong? I got fired today. I got in a fight with Nathan at our morning meeting. I almost punched him. Jesus, Will, what happened? He's been harassing the animation intern, Allie. He chewed her out in the meeting because she won't sleep with him. How do you know that? She told me a few months ago she was afraid she'd be blackballed if she went to HR. Okay, why would you risk your job for this woman? Nathan's an asshole. Someone needed to take him down. He treated Allie like a piece of meat. Okay, he should be fired if he'd been harassing her, but you shouldn't be fighting her battles. She's a friend. I care about her. She must be a good friend to risk losing your job. Why do you have to be such a bitch about everything? I left the house early the following morning and avoided Will, who was still asleep in her bedroom. I had spent the night on the couch after I found Allie's picture on the Blizzard website. Twenties, blonde, and beautiful. Will was having an affair. I pushed the toxic thought from my mind. The newsroom was early morning quiet when I walked in. I was thankful for a few minutes to myself. I filled my watering can to give my wilted African violet a drink. I turned, and the watering can caught the edge of my wedding photo. I hoped it wasn't a message from the universe about my marriage. I sat down at my desk and opened Casey's Marble Falls Mustangs yearbook. I found Jesse Burton, a handsome bad boy with dark, shaggy hair and a sliver of a smile. Casey's photo reminded me of an 80s glamour shot. Big hair, heavy eye makeup, and gleaming white teeth. I scanned the sophomore activity pages and found a picture of Casey standing at the top of a human pyramid of Mustang cheerleaders wearing purple sleeveless mini dresses. I flipped to the front cover to examine the autographs. Rachel had signed, Best Friends Forever, accented with several pink hearts. Sophia's name was written in black caps and outlined in purple with the message, Stay cool, skip school. At the bottom of the page, a realistic drawing of a skull wrapped in a rattlesnake caught my eye. Where had I seen it before? Tommy's band, Vertigo. 
I typed the vertical band into Google and a picture of the same skull with blue eyes and a rattlesnake loaded on their home page. I clicked on the link to their new single, Amped Up. Trying to wake up everyone with that beatnik music? Jesus, Crawford, you startled me. It's my brother's band, and no one uses the word beatnik anymore. <laughs> well, I hope he has a day job. You know, we're running your story on the Texas Senate tomorrow. How's your cold case? I've got an interview with the director of the Austin DEA today. Hmm, following up on Burton's drug conviction? Yeah. The cartel have a history of mutilating their enemies, in case he might have gotten caught in the crossfire. Hmm, sounds great. Sounds like a promising lead. How's the intern working out? Good. A young man of many talents. <laughs> Is that his tie-dye coffee cup? Yeah, I've, I've actually seen him drink out of it. Well, it takes all kinds, I guess. Special Agent Joseph Fager was my secret crush. He looked like he spent about ten hours a week in the gym, and his blue-gray stare made me melt like a silly teenager. I had interviewed him for my Texas gang story, and I wasn't sorry to see him again. I felt bad that he spent his days trapped in a windowless office. In my fantasy, we would be horseback riding together on the beach. His diploma in Homeland Security from the University of Texas hung on the wall behind his desk. Ah, uh, Samantha. It's good to see you again. Have a seat. Thanks. Um... I'm following up on this guy I called you about, Charlie Burton. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, the 1983 arrest for distribution of marijuana and methamphetamine, right? Yeah. I'm trying to find out if he testified against the Mexican Gulf Cartel. Mm, well, our Houston division handled that case. He did testify against Cardenas. It reduced his sentence quite a bit. You might want to reach out to James Madsen. He was a cartel mule over, for, over there for over a decade. He works now as a pastor at the Austin Street Youth Ministry. Great. Um, I'll look into it. Good. Hey, but be careful with this one, all right? The Cardenas are dangerous people. I hate to see a beautiful woman put in harm's way. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I I'm always discreet. They won't see me coming. I don't know. I'll never forget a redhead. The Austin Street Youth Ministry door was in an alley with a trash dumpster next to a large red brick building. I pushed the doorbell beside the gray metal door. I'm looking for Pastor James Matson. You found him, my sister. We were just finishing lunch. Can I get you anything? No, I'm good. Thanks. Sit down. Are you interested in volunteering? We can always use help serving the Lord. I'm looking into Charlie Burton's drug conviction. Your name came up. Hey, I served my time. I'm trying to help these kids avoid that life. Do you know if Burton's son sold pot for him? Jesse was involved. Did Sheriff Burris interview you about Casey Crowley's murder in 1988? 
Do you think a black man with a criminal record would be dumb enough to get involved in a white girl's murder case? I get it. Look, Jesse and Casey sold pot at the high school around the neighborhood. It could have put her in harm's way. Did Burton strike you as someone capable of rape and murder? He was a strange bird, always railing against the government and drug laws. He had a chip on his shoulder after his arrest. But a rapist and a murderer? Sister, I hope you're wrong. Jim's restaurant was my last stop of the day. My research into the truck stop killer had led me to FBI Special Agent Mark Young, who had worked a serial murder case in Texas. Young had been gruff and abrupt on the phone, but his tone changed when I told him Casey's story. What can I get y'all? I have your cheeseburger special. Same for me, but I want mine with onion rings. Sounds good. I'll put your order in. Sheriff Burris had a witness who saw Sophia Wheatley get out of Rhodes' truck in Dallas. Rhodes and his wife lived in Texas. I always thought there were probably other victims. I still carry a picture of one of the girls we never found in my wallet. Long, dark hair. Same as the girls from Marble Falls. She looks Native American. Could have been from Oklahoma. No one ever reported her missing. That's sad. How did Rhodes know Burton? Brought his truck into his shop and bought drugs from him. Makes sense. Rhodes had a signature. He liked teenage girls, and he usually shaved their heads and their pubic hair. That fits the first victim, Casey. There were usually signs of torture, too. Piercings around the breast and bruising. I haven't seen the crime scene photos, but Sheriff Burr said Casey's body was decomposed by the time it was found. Who put you onto the story? A sister of one of the missing girls contacted me. I told her I'd take a look. Sheriff Collins isn't sure there's enough evidence to reopen it. I'd contact Rhodes. Who knows? Maybe the crazy old fucker will confess. Mm-hmm.